Well, welcome back to Take 10 right here on Caregiver SOS On Air. I'm Ron Aaron along with Carol Zernio. And we're joined now by a nationally known expert on addictions and caregiving, Dr. Jamie Heisman, also a psychotherapist. And Jamie, welcome. Well, it's great to be here, Ron and Carol. Thank you. Well, as you take a look at uh, the holidays, they're right upon us. And one of the issues that, uh, Carol, I know you've had a long interest and concern with is the use of alcohol uh, during the party season. Well, you know, actually, Jamie, I think, has been way ahead of the curve in identifying issues related to alcohol and seniors and caregivers uh, and so I thought maybe, you know, here we are again. What's okay to do and what do you probably not want to do related to al- mixing your alcohol and the holidays, especially with New Year's coming up um, when that seems to be the most prevalent, uh, what do I want to say, refreshment during Ob- New Year's? Absolutely, it's the most prevalent. And it's prevalent for many reasons. Obviously, certain people just want to have a, a, what we call it's a terrible word, social lubricant, because they feel very uncomfortable. And to be able to talk and speak and feel comfortable, they have this illusion, of course, that alcohol is the best way to do that. So that's the first thing, the reason why somebody wants to drink during the holidays. And the second is the social pressure all around them. When you go to a party, obviously, you see others drinking, and, and so it's contagious. And, and obviously, this is a very challenging time. And alcohol is so much a a, a part of what triggers us and us wanting to escape. So there's a lot of things to talk about, and I don't know if we have enough time in 10 minutes, but why don't we get right to it, Carol? Well, all of the latest surveys uh, show that uh, incidence of alcoholism, especially among men 65 and over, is growing at exponential rates. It is, Ron, and, and it is obviously just look, look at aging itself, okay, or as I like to say, um, being enhanced by time, okay, let's call it that. But well, obviously over time. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. That's a, that's a politically correct way, isn't it? Oh, I like that. It's it's think, another way to phrase the uh, silver tsunami. It is. And, and it also is a very positive aging sort of message. And, and that's where I'd rather be in this positive aging message. But it, it's, it's natural for anybody to have common sense and to understand sometimes how grief and loss is a part of the aging process and how loss triggers depression and a need to sometimes escape from emotions that we haven't faced in the past. So as we get older, without having therapy, without dealing with a self-care model, we're pretty vulnerable. And alcohol seems to be the first thing that people choose. And the second is obviously for a whole nother show, the opiates and benzodiazepines. Well, let me, you know, it, there's, it's kind of um, a cruel twist that alcohol, people take it because it makes them feel better, makes them feel happy, makes it easier to talk, party, yay, when alcohol actually is a depressant, is it not? Oh, it is. It's a tremendous depressant. Ask anybody who wakes up the next morning if they're going to do what they did the night before. Um, but obviously, this is um, the, the American way right now, which is I want it and I want it now. Um, alcohol is a tremendous depressant. So I guess that for our listening audience, there's two things we need to talk about. One is a, a strategy, if you will, for those who do drink. And that those who don't drink, obviously, since there's so many triggers around holiday time and families and chaos and old issues and resentments and forgiveness that we've not done, we need to talk about those who are in recovery so they don't pick up. So those are the two issues I think we could hone in on. You know, I stopped drinking uh, a couple of years ago just because uh, I hated the calories. And the thing that I've discovered, and I talked to someone else the other day, Dr. Jamie, at at an event, 
who also does not drink. What I find amazing is to watch the personality changes in people around you if you're at a table or at a party where others are drinking. It is so incredible to see firsthand, and they don't see it because they're in the middle of it. No, it's a learning journey, and, and you're stalking your behavior by looking at somebody else. And So for those who actually do drink or can drink, if you will, um, you know, there are ways to deal with it. You have to stop early during the holidays, which means... You know, definitely it's not good for bedtime. I, I know that uh, for my patients, certainly, when they drink late at night, they have a difficult time sleeping. Because um, it actually prevents you from having that deep sleep. You wake up more often when you drink. Exactly, Carol, it does. And it also exacerbates already anxiety that you do have. And so that's why people keep drinking and drinking and drinking until they drop, and that's a blackout. But if you can drink, uh, it's moderation is the key here. Also, I always tell people to stick to one type of drink. I mean, mixing, mixing and matching is a, is a bad idea. Um, yes, yes, it is. I, I, not that I have experience in that, but yes, <laughs> but you've it read is. About it. But yes, that mixing part is not good. <laughs> Go with that feeling, Carol. Go with that. I, I want to hear more. No, no. Also, make sure you have plenty of water because I think when you go to a party and if you can drink and if, if moderation is the key, have a strategy. Make sure you're having a you know glass of water in between your drinks. I recently read something. Yeah, I recently said saw something that said for every drink, you know, drink, then the next one is that same amount of water so that exactly. you're always one-to-one water and then have some food as well. And be near a bathroom. <laughs> yeah, yes. and, 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 and always keep in the back of your mind, I call it guided imagery, that when you blow that, you know, breathalyzer, you, you know, you're going to have a, a non-compromising sort of top in front of you that's not going to, it's going to be quite objective and not subjective. Well, so that's. That's a deterrent. Well, let's talk about, you know, the family. So what happens with family dynamics? We've got all the family members. They don't normally hang out together during the year. Maybe you got the caregiver, mom or dad, cousins, and we add alcohol to the mix. What can happen? You know, Carol, this is a great conversation. So I can get to my second point about people in recovery. But I also want to bring up the point that you're, you're actually keying on now, which is caregivers are relapsing at an unbelievable rate. Now, that means caregivers who are in recovery, who have stopped drinking and are, let's say, an AA or Narcotics Anonymous or Alcoholics Anonymous, who are practicing a program, substitute their parent or their loved one or spouse or whomever for their recovery. So they start doing everything and everything for their loved one and put their sobriety second. So they have a chronic internal illness. So as soon as they relapse, they're no help to anybody and they're, they're out. But to the families that you're speaking about, Realize the cues and triggers. You know, stay away from the negative energy. Um, definitely don't get around people you've not resolved things with. And if you can, get a lot of therapy so you can forgive and not keep resentment. Yeah. So if you didn't, if you didn't like Uncle Joe sober, then certainly don't get Uncle Joe sloshed and expect to have a peaceful holiday afternoon. Absolutely, and that works the other way around. Don't expect to get sloshed in front of Uncle Joe. Because, <laughs> don't because, yeah, because Uncle Joe's coming, don't get sloshed. Exactly, because he could have the upper hand then too. But no doubt, also that it is a disinhibitor in the way that it, it you'll, you may be saying things and doing things that you'll totally regret. So you know, alcohol is something we need to be very hyper vigilant about. It's not our our friend so much during the holidays. Um, it's not our friend, I think, most any time. Well, course, you wouldn't know that looking at the TV spots. Yeah, no, yeah, the, yeah the, and the champagne ads haven't even started yet. Well, the thing I have to think about now that I didn't used to think about when I'm with my older relatives is how many of them are on medications 
that really they shouldn't be drinking with the medications that they're on. Now, hold that thought. If you've just joined us, you're listening to Take 10. At the end of each Caregiver SOS on air, we bring you Take 10 with Dr. Jamie Heisman and Carol Zerniel. Uh, Jamie, Carol raises a really good point, and that is as we age, as we're on medication, uh, are the things we should be more aware of when it comes to alcohol. Oh, absolutely. And, Carol, you bring up a great point around medications and the contraindications. But I think that people don't realize, I mean, that our actually our metabolism shifts as we grow older. So that which we used to be able to drink, uh, uh, even a younger or a boomer time period, it, it reacts entirely different within our, our body system as we get older. So don't have the illusion uh, that our bodies and metabolisms don't change over time. They do. And alcohol is, is, a, is like pouring gasoline on fire. And the proof of that is, you know, that if that same metabolism that doesn't let you drink is the one that adds 20 pounds to your waistline, doesn't matter what you do, everything makes you fat. Got about a minute left, Jamie, <laughs> for those uh, who, who, who may be facing this first holiday season, the first time they're in recovery. Uh, obviously, spend a lot of time with your sponsor. Well, absolutely, Ron. I'm so glad you actually mentioned that because really the, the, the first uh, caregiver group in this country was Al-Anon. And obviously when Bill Wilson started AA, his wife Lois went into the kitchen and started the first caregiver group. But those are in recovery, all I would say, and those who are not in recovery, this is the time to get support. This is the time to be with your support group. This is the time to be if you are in recovery in AA or NA. And just like you said, Ron, it's connection. Whatever you do, do not isolate, do not isolate, do not isolate, and do not drink, obviously, you know, alone or, 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 or by yourself. Dr. Jamie, thank you very much. Take 10 comes to you at the end of every one of our Caregiver SOS programs, and we're delighted you were with us for Dr. Jamie Heisman and Carol Zerniel. I'm Ron Aaron. Talk with you again soon on 930 AM, The Answer.